The Guardian. Hi, I'm Luke. I write for the website as D'Artagnan. I'm interested in poetry, so when Michael Rosen chose Jackie Kay as his favourite children's author for a Guardian column, I decided to ask her about it. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Luke. I wondered if you could tell us about your writing for children. I was really surprised that Michael picked me as his favourite children's writer and highly flattered. My last children's book was a, a book of poetry called Red Cherry Red, and in that I collected all sorts of different voices from different characters, um, animal characters and human characters. And I, I really like sort of grounding work for children in a mixture of the very, very real and the highly imagined. Um, and I like writing. I think probably the, my favourite writing for children that I do is poetry. I've also written a children's novel, but I, I found that more tricky. Is it different writing for adults and children? It is and it isn't. It's a good question. It's different in the sense that I think that children have a different sense of time and they notice tiny details. You know, they might notice the spots on the ladybird's back. So in order to write for children, you have to kind of take yourself back to being a child yourself, almost open the, put the key in the door, open the key, open the door and go back to that, that period in time and remember the, you know, the longness of a summer and how you'd look at a blade of grass and how you'd be interested in sudden spittle and a blade of grass and things, small details. But it's not different in the sense that children feel huge emotions. They go through divorce and bereavements and loss and they're actually quite philosophical. And so I don't like work for children that patronises them. I like work that um, acknowledges that, that they're like you, that they're sophisticated, they're thinking, bright. Your novel Straw Girl that you mentioned earlier was published in 2003. Its main character is a girl called Molly Maybe, who is half Scottish and half Nigerian like you. How much is she based on you? Uh, she is a wee bit um, based on me, um, but also I really quite like to try and put Scottish, black Scottish characters on the map. And because there aren't that many black Scottish people that people know about, people assume that whenever I create a black Scottish character, that she, it's got to be me. But it's not necessarily me. It's just like, say, a, a white uh, English person creating a white English character. You wouldn't necessarily think that it was autobiographical. But because my, I suppose, my combination is already an unusual combination, people then will think, think that it's autobiographical. So in, in character, she's not really like me, but in circumstance, she is. Molly is a misfit. Do you feel you are? I don't feel a misfit, but I do feel outside of things or have felt outside of things, like that I've kind of both belonged and not, not belonged. And I think actually that's a really good place to be as a writer, to be on the borders and the margins of things, not to be comfortably in the centre. I think, you know, that's where things happen, the borders and the margins. So I don't mind being feeling like I don't quite belong. So where do you get the ideas for your characters from? From people, from from life, um, but also from my imagination. Um, I've always liked making people up. You know, when I was uh, seven, I used to have this imaginary friend called Brendan Gallagher, and I just made him up. I made up the name for him. I made up his circumstance that his father was a cat burglar and in prison. <laughs> and, you know, and my mum actually believed he was real for two solid years. So I've got a poem about him, Brendan Gallagher, because everybody in my family believed he was real. So now the word for lie in my family is Brendan Gallagher. <laughs> you told a great big Brendan Gallagher means you told a whopper. So I've always really loved just just making people up, making up up imaginary. I used to have an imaginary dog and I still do that to some extent I mean that's what's great about being a writer is that you get to still be a child in lots of ways because all you're doing really is making things up. 
In Red Cherry Red, your poetry collection for children, you wrote about grandparents. Why did you decide to write about the older generation? I really think that children are actually really interested in old people. You know, whenever I go into schools and ask them to write, um, create a poem or create a character, and ask them to, say, create an older character, it's really fascinating the kind of observations and perceptions that children have had about their own grandparents, what they perceive as their worries about their gas bills or their electric fires or their health problems, and how much they'll have noticed about old people and I think that that's something that doesn't often get acknowledged in our society. We tend to think of them as being opposing generations, the young and the old, and we don't tend to look for what they have in common or, or how they might converse or speak to each other. So I find that an interesting interesting thing to consider. Michael Rosen thought young people would like your memoir, Red Dust Road. Would you tell us a bit about that? Yes, it's a book because I was adopted and brought up in, in Glasgow, um, but my original father was from Nigeria in West Africa and my mother was from the Highlands in the north of Scotland. So it's really a book about me finding my original father and mother and also more importantly, or even more importantly, it's about my adoptive parents that brought me up. It's a book that asks the question, you know, what makes us who we are? Is it nature? Is it nurture? You know, what, what makes us into the people that we are? He also mentioned the poem The Anglerfish. We decided it was a bit long, so you've chosen another one for us. Would you read that, please? Yes, I've decided to read um, a poem called The Moon at Knoll Hill. The moon was married last night and nobody saw. Dressed up in her ghostly dress for the summer ball. The stars shimmied in the sky and danced a whirly gig. The moon vowed to be true and lit up the corn rigs. She kissed the dark lips of the sky above the summer house. She, in her pale white dress, swooned across the vast sky. The moon was married last night, the beautiful belle of the ball, and nobody saw her at all, except a small girl in a navy dress who witnessed it all. Thank you, Jackie. Are you planning to write any more books for children? Oh, my mum keeps telling me, you should write more children's poems. I love your children's poems because I think she likes my children's poems better than anything else. It's maybe safer than anything else too. But I don't I don't know. It's, it's, it's a problem because children's poetry doesn't really sell and it doesn't seem to get out to that many readers. So it can be very disappointing that you write this book and you put a lot of energy into it and then it doesn't reach people. I think you know, being a children's writer, if you're not a big blockbuster children's writer, like J.K. Rowling or Philip Pullman or David Almond or uh, Jacqueline Wilson, you know, somebody who's actually taken off. It's quite difficult to get through to the to children's uh, market and there's lots and lots of other children's writers out there who just somehow just don't quite manage to get through. But as a children's writer, I probably feel a bit of a failure, which is why it was really nice that Michael picks me as his favourite children's writer because I was really, really, really surprised. <laughs> For more great downloads, go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio.